Hey folks, this is Dr. Sam and I want to welcome you to iClarity Podcast number 44. I'm actually broadcasting on location in Boulder, Colorado, uh, visiting some friends and family up here and taking in some of the beautiful nature sites. I did a great hike this morning uh, up in the Flatirons and uh, some really good restaurants here in terms of um, vegetarian, vegan, uh, natural, organic. So it's, um, it's really a nice change of pace, even though I love Santa Fe. Uh, Boulder has a whole other uh, energy. I love the students here and uh, just the, the young people. So it's really fabulous for me to be here. In terms of our show today, I'm going to be taking Q&A, uh, and we have a few questions that are coming down the pike. So let's dive right in. Okay, this is from a gal who has been diagnosed with glaucoma, and she has a condition called pseudo-exfoliation. She also has a cataract in her right eye. The left eye also has a beginning cataract and she's considering using the MSM drops in the left eye. She writes, I hate using eye drops, aka drugs in my eye, but that's the way it is and the pressure in my eye is a lot better since I began using the drops. Should I use your drops for my good eye? I'm 79, no other health problems that I know of. I'm taking 500 milligrams of taurine I'm also taking lutein and grapeseed bilberry, it's a combination, and other vitamins. Thank you so much. Oh, and by the way, I'm taking a drug called Lumigan before bed, and this is for my glaucoma. Okay, well thank you so much for your question, and so I want to talk about glaucoma. Let's start here. There was a a research a paper that was published in um, nature.com this was a, a fairly big study that was done on glaucoma and the researchers um, first of all report that about 70 million people are suffering glaucoma making it the most prevalent neurodegenerative disease and a leading cause of irreversible blindness. The researchers go on that they say that the disease is characterized by a progressive degeneration of the retinal ganglion cells and the axons. And this is created by an elevated intraocular pressure, which directly damages the neurons and the optic nerve. One of the results of this study showed that there may be a link between glaucoma and autoimmune, an autoimmune disorder. Now there are other studies out there that actually um, link the possibility of glaucoma to um, oxidative stress, inflammation, and even other vascular diseases such as diabetes 
and high blood pressure. And some of the main causes uh, beyond oxidative stress could be things like physical trauma, overuse of the computer or other digital devices, thyroid imbalances, especially Graves' disease. I've actually seen a correlation between uh, Graves' disease and an increase in intraocular pressure. There also can be uh, a connection between heavy metal toxicity and uh, glaucoma. And if you're taking other pharmaceutical drugs, things like steroids, non-steroidal inflammatory, uh, anti-inflammatory drugs, weight loss medications, stimulants, antihistamines, all of these can drive the pressure up. So in glaucoma, there's a, an imbalance in either the fluid production in the eye or in the circulation through the meshwork and uh, the, the canals. We call those the canals, uh, the canal of Schlem. So it's a, it's a circulation problem that occurs in the eyes. So, you know, people ask me, should I take MSM drops like this lady? MSM eye drops, that's the answer. And my message, which I feel like I kind of keep repeating to everyone that asks me, is that MSM eye drops are not going to help you. Um, and now this lady has got a cataract as well, so she's also asking the question about Cineraria homeopathic eye drops. So where you need to start is your diet your lifestyle, getting aerobic exercise, even at 79, getting out there and walking, getting yoga, doing yoga, getting into a Tai Chi class. In other words, diet, lifestyle, exercise, and stress reduction are so important in the overall neurodegenerative pattern of glaucoma. There have been studies out that show that people with lower levels of DHA, omega-3, may have a higher risk of glaucoma. So you want to make sure you're getting enough nuts and seeds, fats and oils in your diet, whether you're getting it through the diet or through supplements. My preference is through the diet. So foods with DHA, amino acids, green leafy vegetables, cruciferous vegetables, maybe considering eating an anti-inflammatory diet, of course, including your carotenoids, your rainbow, orange, and yellow colored vegetables and fruits, things like carrots, sweet peas, oranges, red bell peppers, dark leafy vegetables, pumpkins, spinach, um, even the chlorophyll-based vegetables like green leafy uh, spinach, celery, cucumber, parsley, romaine lettuce. If I were this gal, the 79-year-old, I would go to a naturopath or a functional medicine doc doctor and I would explore if I have any toxicities, pesticides, heavy metals. Um, functional medicine assessment, testing for heavy metals and dietary absorption would be number one on my list. Number one and number two. Now, the question comes in about Lumigan, and uh, Lumigan is a drug that's uh, generally treating a glaucoma,
by reducing the pressure inside the eye. Uh, so it works on what we call intraocular hypertension. This medication, and this lady actually reflected on it, she said, well, it's actually making my pressure come down. You got to keep taking it. Unless you're really ready to make some really deep changes in lifestyle, diet, stress reduction, uh, dietary absorption, you must keep taking the, the medication. And yes, there's some side effects. They're not that bad. If you want to add the MSM eye drops, MSM is a sulfur-based eye drop, so it's made of sulfur. Sulfur is the third leading trace mineral in the body. So basically, you're putting a trace mineral in your eye that you need uh, in your body that helps um, support glutathione production, which is the master antioxidant. So the answer to that is it's a no-brainer. If you're going to use MSM alongside Lumigan, you wait 15 minutes on either side of wherever you're putting the drops in. I would use the MSM about four times a day. I would do the eye massage. Uh, this is all on my website. You just type in eye massage in the um, magnifying glass. You'll get MSM eye massage because that will improve the lymph in the eye, which improves the circulation. And I would also um, use the cataract drops immediately after you put the MSM eye drops in because the MSM will help soften the cornea and the cineraria cataract eye drops will um, penetrate more deeply into the lens. I mean, basically what you have going on is lowered oxygenation and hydration in the eye tissue. Cataracts are a metabolic accumulation in the lens and glaucoma is a circulation in the eye, which could be related to oxidative stress, inflammation, uh, autoimmune, um, vascular disease. So you need to address this systemically, metabolically. And of course, these eye drops are going to help, but it's not the magic bullet. You can use them in both eyes. You don't have to label good eye or bad eye. You can use them in both eyes, listen to your body, listen to your eyes, in terms of using the MSM, um, if it burns a little, it means that you just need uh, to maybe do the eye massage uh, with the MSM and it will work beautifully. So I hope that helps. Thank you so much for your question. Okay, next question. This is from Linda, who is suffering. This is a very interesting uh, situation. She says, I now have a little hope that relief may be possible for my eye discomfort. After cataract surgery two years ago, my left eye developed a lump in the, in the soft skin tissue under my eye. Also, scar tissue has been removed on this eye, but it grows back. Do you have any products that may help me? My eye doctor doesn't seem to recognize this as a significant issue. The lump does not hurt, it isn't cancer, but it looks like a black eye. Thank you very much. Okay, Linda. So uh, without looking at your eye, um, I can't say for sure. It could be something uh, that's an imbalance in the collagen part of the eye. So the eye is made up of mostly collagen, which is a type of connective tissue. It's actually in our joints. It's in our skin. And one of the things hap that happens in aging is the collagen begins to dry out. Now on our skin, there's usually, if you have skin cream, 
you add something called hyaluronic acid. And this is actually a booster for increasing the collagen uh, hydration. And um, dermatologists and other uh, skin specialists have um, used hyaluronic acid as a way to bring the collagen back. So in your particular situation, you're actually right. You know, when there's a lump that begins to grow in the collagen and you cut it away, about 40% of the time it actually grows back because this is a systemic and metabolic problem that's reflected in the eyes. So here are some things that you want to do to check off the list. Number one, you want to check in with any medications that you might be taking, uh, especially things like steroids, um, non-inflammatory uh, uh, steroid drugs, um, any stimulants, antihistamines, uh, weight loss, um, any pharmaceuticals that you're taking, you want to check in with your doctor about the dosage because it can create an imbalance in the collagen. Second of all, I think you need to check in with your diet, uh, eating an anti-inflammatory, natural, rainbow diet with a lot that's plant-based would be really um, important for you to do, making sure that your dietary absorption is excellent, that you don't have any toxicities in your body. See, it's all of these things that create a deterioration in our collagen health, and it's probably happening throughout your whole body. You're just seeing it around the eye. The next thing that I would recommend would be in terms of your diet, making sure in your diet you're getting enough fats and oils, nuts and seeds, um, that you're getting your green leafy cruciferous vegetables. In other words, you want to get these nutrients of lutein, zeaxanthin, beta carotene, vitamin C, vitamin E, taurine, um, and then your trace minerals, selenium, chromium, magnesium. So you want to make sure that you're getting enough of the nutrients in your body because the eyes have one of the highest metabolic needs of the body and it has one of the highest uh, collection of blood vessels that create nutrition in the eye. And as we age, we start developing metabolic waste, free radicals that accumulate in the eye tissue if we're not getting enough proper antioxidants. And then I think that the MSM 15% eye drops would be something that you should start using four to eight times a day. MSM has been shown, it's a sulfur-based eye drop. Sulfur is the third leading trace mineral in the body. Sulfur is very important for getting rid of free radicals. It's like sticky flypaper. This particular MSM 15% eye drop should be done with an eye massage because it's going to burn a little bit. And to start uh, moisturizing and hydrating your eye with the MSM would be another thing that I would suggest. There are also some eye lymph exercises for you, you to do. One of them in particular is called N-Palm Hum. 
This is an exercise that I've developed as it relates to bringing more circulation to the eyes while discharging visual stress and you're using your breathing so you're going to get more oxygenation and it's going to also help shake loose any tension and circulation problems that you have in your eyes. So this, this would be my strategy. It's long term. I want you to think collagen health and collagen health not only in the eyes but throughout your whole body and the attitude that you want to take is how can I hydrate how can I oxygenate my eyes in a better way? If you can do that, there is the possibility over time, could be six months, a year, that you could begin to reduce the lump. One last thing that you could try, maybe this is with an acupuncturist, is something called micro-stimulation. This is where the acupuncturist or the naturopath would use a very low, low voltage electric current around the eyes. It's a machine that he or she would use, and this might, might help reduce some of the scarring. So I hope that helps. Thank you so much for your question. Okay, next question. This is from um, a concerned wife, and I think her name is... Um, she didn't leave her name. She's talking about her husband who has what he calls a retinal vein occlusion. And he began uh, using eye drops with MSM. He's also taking Lumigan and some other eye drops to help um, improve uh, the inflammation in the eye. Uh, but he's experiencing some pain because he also um, had some laser treatments. One ophthalmologist said that the, um, the pain will get worse and said his eyeball will wither and get smaller. Any suggestions? He's read about surgery um, and he's, he's open to um, procedures that maybe are not quite as mainstream. Thank you. Okay. So let's talk about what a retinal vein occlusion is. So in the um, back of the eye is the retina, and the retina is made up of a sea of microcapillaries. These are very tiny blood vessels. Now when a, um, a blood, some of the blood vessels uh, get obstructed, um, what this does is this causes a, a stoppage of the blood flow uh, through the vessels, and it creates hemorrhaging. And I think of the retinal veins as small little pipes. Um, and these actually drain out of the retina. The veins drain out of the retina back to the heart. And in a retinal vein occlusion, this is very similar to what we see in diabetic retinopathy, where there begins to be hemorrhaging in the uh, tiny blood vessels. And this actually then begins to create uh, blurry vision, um, it's sudden onset, and usually there's a loss of the central, uh, the central vision, especially if the central uh, retinal vein is involved. So there, there are two parts to this. There can be branch retinal vein occlusion, 
where the blockage is more in the drainage of the retina more in the periphery or there's the central retinal vein occlusion which is more in the center part of the eye and we don't know what that is based on what uh, you know what the question is but in either case um, there's some things that you want to look at obviously number one is any vascular disease so this would be high blood pressure hypertension diabetic retinopathy uh, even the early stages of Alzheimer's disease so really addressing your vascular health on a holistic level I what I would do is I would seek out a functional medicine doctor and see what's going on in my dietary absorption my insulin levels uh, chronic inflammation toxicities um, it both systemically and then looking at the metabolic health like endocrine function specifically thyroid adrenals looking at the testosterone level um, the endocrine system and the eyes especially when it comes to vascular disease they go hand in hand and if there's an issue in vascular disease systemically many times it's going to affect the eyes because the eyes have such an incredible amount of blood vessels that that uh, create nutrients in the eye so if there's an impediment in in the um, the vascular health of the eye it's probably echoing in the body high cholesterol is another reason why uh, one might develop um, a, a vein occlusion uh, obviously smoking cardiovascular disease these are other issues that have to be addressed so in the traditional treatment exactly usually there's a laser to prevent the delicate growth of the blood vessels to, uh, to amplify or magnify, these blood vessels are fragile, uh, and this creates the hemorrhaging. So the laser is there to cauterize or put the, the retinal veins in a compartment so hopefully they won't spread. It's a very symptom-based approach. Um, so... Some things that I would suggest would be obviously limit the amount of medications. And this is where if you start working with a functional medicine doctor, you might be able to reduce, say you are taking cholesterol medication or you're taking you know, other, other um, medications like high blood pressure medication or whatever it is, that you can begin to improve your vascular health by eating more of an anti-inflammatory diet, um, getting more probiotics, fats and oils, green leafy vegetables, a plant-based diet is usually a good um, approach in terms of improving the overall vascular health, eliminating gluten, dairy, sugar. I know this is really a tall order, but this is what's being asked because you know there are things you can do in the eyes, absolutely, but if you don't, don't change the causative factors in the body, then you're not going to get much, uh, you know, much improvement. So certainly the MSM eye drops would be beneficial, but you have to do a lot more. And I think that in terms of the, the nutrients, if this person is a smoker, you want to use vitamin A palmitate instead of beta carotene. Uh, this comes from the ARIDS-2 study which says that smokers have a higher risk of developing lung cancer. 
So again, I don't know the health history of this gentleman, but um, you know what you want to do is you want to make sure you're getting you know enough of the fats and oils in your diet. You want to make sure you're getting uh, vitamin D3. Uh, that's been linked to certain retinal vascular diseases. Um, I've talked about in other uh, videos resveratrol. Res resveratrol is one of these amazing super antioxidants that's really good, really, really helpful for retinal circulation and retinal health. I would add astaxanthin, which is a marine-based carotenoid. Uh, these are really helpful in boosting retinal health. I would add bilberry, taurine, uh, obviously the uh, carotenoids, lutein, and zeaxanthin. Whether you get these from your diet, that would be number one. And then maybe taking an, an eye supplement would also be helpful, making sure you're getting glutathione into your body. Um, obviously, the MSM eye drops, uh, your, your fats and oils. Uh, so there's, there needs to be an overall strategy of looking at systemic and metabolic health to improve vascular health on a systemic level. And then to begin to uh, use those eye nutrients to boost the eye circulation. I think the insulin levels are critical uh, that you know retinal vein occlusion goes very hand in hand with either being a pre-diabetic or actually having uh, a mild case of, of diabetes. Because the it, it, the mechanism is similar in our vascular health. So overall, in all of these three questions that I've addressed today, I want to leave you with this, that yes, there are things you can do to boost your eye health. Absolutely. But you must look at this from a whole health, holistic point of view, meaning that if you're getting these dramatic symptoms in your eyes, you need to seek out a natural medicine doctor, a naturopath, a functional medicine doctor, so that you can begin to address dietary needs, uh, lifestyle changes, stress reduction, more exercise. Um, these are critically important factors that will help the eye exercises, the eye nutrients, work more effect effectively, be more accelerated in the effects that they have, and it's an essential part of the equation. If you think that by itself, MSM eye drops or Cineraria eye drops or taking an eye vitamin is the answer, think again. You've gotta look at it from the whole person. So that's my message for today. Um, I want to thank you for your participation with the questions. Again, check me out on Facebook Live Wednesdays, 6 o'clock Mountain Time. And um, until next time, take good care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. 
The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Burns' information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.